Welcome, Highfalutin Ski Bum Podcast, episode number 243. It is your pals, Mario and Brian. Mario, what is up? It's getting beaten down by the man. It's wishing I was out skiing a little bit more. Glad that you had a little little tasty snow. I don't know. I was, I'm getting a little, little bummed out that it's already starting to get lighter out. Unless... It's April Fool's Day today. I the know. stupidest day of the year. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's the stupidest day of the year. You can't even go online today because you just don't know what's right, what's wrong, what's true, what's false. I mean, much like every day, really, in this crazy world we are in right now. Yeah, but, if you didn't think the election time of year was bad enough, now you got April uh, Fool's Day to worry April. about. Well, we are bringing no shenanigans except our usual shenanigans. Nothing special. It's oh, just we're, we're shenanigans, all right. We are heating the shenanigans course as we always do. And yes, Mario, you did allude to my recent ski trip and those who are following us on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Untapped at Ski Bump Podcast will already know. I was out in Colorado last week and I did tell my wife today as we were having dinner, I said, because I have to ask permission for things these days. I said, thank you so much for letting me go because I will be honest, I would be homicidal right now (laughs) if you do not let me go skiing. So she was happy. I was happy. The community at large, very happy that Brian went skiing. So today's main topic. I might have had to bail you out or something like that. Would have been perhaps, bad. perhaps, you know, Colorado had a bad week last week and, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> they didn't need me getting all pissed off. So they were, just, I'm glad the love is being spread. So that'll be our main topic today. My little recap of what I did, where I went. So thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. Check us out. Skibumpodcast.com. Just mentioned the socials. You should know them by now. Send us an email. Skibumpodcast at gmail.com. We have a shop too. People are, are digging our swag on some socials. Merch. Got some merch. Skibumpodcast.com slash shop. New merch coming figure. out every day. Yeah, we're trying to plan our fall line already because, you know, that's how you do in the fashion industry. We are high fashion, as you can tell. Boom, sweatshirt. After Mario. talking to Terracia, I'm like, we got to come up with more stuff. Like, there's, there's we, a whole, it's a big push. We should already have our winter 2022 line ready, but we don't. We're I working think we need it. a collab with Terracia. I think we, that would be pretty fun to do. I think Eric was a bum jacket, Terracia. Yeah, well, that's Mike actually said they have an embroider either on their staff or in the office. So we could get custom embroidered jackets. I think that'd be, pretty be cool. cool. Maybe a hat, a pretty ski hat. What about like a varsity jacket? You know, that'd like cool. some sort of like ski varsity jacket? That'd be kind I'm of thinking like a puffer hat. You know, the puffer material, do the hat with a regular bill and you could stuff it into your coat. And then at Opera, you just break it out. Like Elmer Fudd? Maybe a Kango. <laughs> a puffer Kango. <laughs> a puffer ski Kango. That's it. Opera Kango. That's, I got ideas going. Let's see. I got ideas. <laughs> this is, puffer this Kango. Really, I'm writing this, this down. Puffer Kango. This podcast is really more of a ski-related think tank than it is anything else. Oh, it's is... a puffer kango and then a puffer kango. You know what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> meaning. I know what's going on here. I There's understand. Legalization's ra- running wild. So legalization's running wild, <laughs> especially in you ski know. states. Also, go to your favorite podcasting apps, rate, subscribe, tell your friends. 
you will be doing them the greatest favor of their life. I spoke to several people in Colorado who are podcast fans and they said they love what we do. Please don't stop. We tell all of our friends. We have one friend. We tell them, you know, but they people like and they tell their neighbor. And that's now our friend, too. And then they buy a shirt and the shirt goes, friend goes, where'd you get that shirt from? Skibonpodcast.com slash shop. Then they buy a shirt. That's it. And so on and so on. I think we got to move out to Colorado. We got a lot of fan base there. <sighs> what do you think I've been doing every waking minute since I've left Colorado? Is got a looking... big fan, fan base in the Northeast, though. So we it's kind of tough. We, we got to go back and forth. Well, it's our biggest problem we have right now. We are not in a ski town 75 to 100% of the time. And that's, that's what's yeah. killing us. That's what we're working on remedying. 2021, 2022 will be the epic ski season we always dreamed of. Mark my words. I'm saying it now. April 1st, not April Fool's. Boom. Mark it down. Tattoo it on your inside thigh. You you can't make grand promises now. It's April Fool's Day. That's the problem. Nobody takes you seriously. This is true. This is true. But you know your pals. We uh, we keep it real. We keep it legit. Yeah. Speaking of making it happen, we give a big shout out and a thank you to our sponsors, Valon, Valon Eyewear, V-A-L-L-O-N dot S-T-O-R-E. Classic style, maximum performance. If you want sweet goggles and sunglasses, summer's coming up, put your goggles away, sunglasses come out, check them out. Classic styles with modern materials and technology originated out of Verbier, Switzerland. Independent family owned, reasonably priced, and this is awesome. One kilogram of plastic waste cleaned up with every sale. Oh. Back in December, it was 54,000 pounds of plastic waste. I'm sure it's like 110,000 pounds by now, considering all the sales. It's a lot. Gotta be awesome. A lot. Free shipping to the US, express shipping, free returns. Use the code SKIBUM15, all one word, at checkout for 15% off. I will tell you, I used my sweet ski aviators during my ski tour this past Saturday while in Colorado, and they were wonderful. Nice. Was it sunny? It was very sunny. It was sunny, then cloudy, then sunny, then cloudy. We were in the trees. We were going all around. They were wonderful, though. Also, we get a lot of sun in the trees if they're good trees. No, you don't. There are very good trees out there. Nice. And another shout out. Thank you so much to our sponsor, Teresia. T-E-R-R-A-C-E-A dot com. Hopefully you listen to episode 242 with Eric Hui, the founder and CEO of Teresia. He was a great guest. Cool insight about why he started this company, what he wanted it to be, what it's growing into in just a couple of short years. Premium cold weather solutions. They are creating best in class apparel that can be worn in any cold temperature environment. Designed with thoughtful features, tons of pockets, and always providing the optimum level of performance for whatever you are doing. They believe that a good idea, uh, good products can always be made better. They strive to constantly improve, refine, and optimize all facets of their products. Love the jacket, love their pants. They got some sweet puffers out there. They're always adding new apparel as well. If you go to their site, terracia.com and use the code TERRACIABUM at checkout, you will get 15% off. T-E-R-R-A-C-A-B-U-M. TERRACIABUM. Thank you, Terracia. See, I'm looking up like custom puffer Kangos right now. See who has a Kango that that can make me. I don't think anybody does. You know what? I'm on Kango.com right now. They can make me. 
we need to open like a sweatshop. Now, I had this idea. My mother-in-law was actually a great sweatshop employee for me a few years ago. And she's definitely, I think she must have unionized or something. Like she's just not into like sewing for me anymore. Damn. I got ideas. I think this year is going to happen again without me having a custom Hawaiian, like ski Hawaiian shirt. And that's just that's unexcusable. Unexcusable. That's right. I had to buy it from a brand. I don't really like that much. Something in the something direction. But you know what? They made the product that I wanted. So I had to buy it. What are you going to do? I bought both of them, both colors. That's the kind of psychopath I am. I love Hawaiian shirts and I love skiing. So hey, once you, you once you find something that fits that you like, you buy as many colors as they have it. Just buy it all at once. If they could have made nine different colored Hawaiian shirts with skiing on it, I would have bought them all. That's just I'm either wearing I'm yeah. wearing flannels during ski season and I'm wearing Hawaiian shirts during almost ski season. That's Boom. it. That's Boom. it. Right? Take because there, there are only two seasons. We are in funky times. Funky times. What is the remedy for that? One thing that's going to keep us grounded. That's been going on for years now. It's time for our pray today. Listen to it. Oh, baby, that's fizzy sound. Mario, for it before showing what I'm what I'm getting because this Ooh. is a surprise for Brian as well. Secret. He's, like, he's like, how'd you do that? Coors Light. How did you know I drove through Golden, Colorado last week and saw the Coors Light factory? Ah, see, you should have stopped in, but like, I got to have a Coors Light from the factory, right from the tap. There's like eight, like, uh, micro brews, like surrounding, like, uh, on like a elevated position above Coors as they're going to like, you know, come together and attack. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's where you go in there and you'd be like, so... Anybody can make a beer and you think you're going to be better than them. Like, you know, come on, let's put it. Rocky Mountain. They're all using Rocky Mountain water. That's right. It's that was their, shit. that was, that was Coors's big thing back in the yeah. day. It was like, oh, we're born in the Rockies, you know, Rocky Mountain water. And like, why yeah. are they all using Rocky Mountain water? Because Coors did it first. I'm just That's, saying. I'm just you got to, you got to pour one out for Coors. The champagne I love the beers. small guy, but, but don't. There's something that the big guys that the big brewers have that people still keep buying. Now it's advertising and, and girls and sports that they, you know, but Staying I'm power. Saying, there was something there, right? Yep. Now it's all goddamn seltzer. You come up with an RC Cola versus a Coca-Cola. I like RC Cola, but it's Coca-Cola. Just saying. Mm, because you want cocaine in your soda. That's right. Cocaine. <laughs> Cocaina. <laughs> all right. So I'm having this out of my nice... Right to the glass. Let me do the uh, the little reveal turnaround. Oh, 360, a cool little matrix action. It's a little funky one because it's uh Oh, look at that camera zooming in, zooming out. Yeah, autofocus. Auto zoom. Autofocus. I like it. So that is stunning. Nice. That looks uh, like a uh, uh is it a pale ale or is it an IPA? It is an IPA. Okay. A New England IPA. A New England IPA. It's weird. Okay. Do I have to play the guessing game? I think you're going to have to guess the game. Is that Sip of Sunshine? No. Oh. What, what, what state do you think it's from? Can you give me at least a region or something? You're in the same state. I'm in the same state. We have had this before at the ski house. We have had this before in the ski house. Is it from Alchemist? No. It is not from Alchemist. Is it Long Trail? Killington. Long Trail? No. No, not Long Trail. Second Fiddle? 
Uh, close, but no cigar. Fiddlehead? Not Fiddlehead. Not Fiddlehead. I'll just do the reveal. Okay. I think this is from near Killington. I thought it was not too far from Killington. Ah. We never went there. Never went there. Zero gravity? No, we went to zero gravity. <laughs> zero gravity I had pizza yeah. there. We did. No, it we is. had flatbread. It's not pizza. Oh, oh wow. Look at you the with the prospect. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so I that got a little a prospect. Yummy, from, yummy beer. Yes, I got two of them. So I placed an order. So I got an email. Because remember, I ordered from craft beer um, sellers. Sellers in Waterbury. <laughs> I think it was uh, no, it was in, in Massachusetts. But they they're carrying the Vermont okay. beer. I think that's where I ordered from. And they have they have them all over. So like, if you want from that region, you order from there. And I ordered from. Remember, I ordered a Heady Toppers, a Sunshine, you know, all those yeah, a while yeah. back. So they sent me something in the mail. Like, I haven't ordered in a while. Let me let me see what they got. So I started chipping around. And uh, decided to order a few beers. So there's going to be some new ones revealed over the next weeks. Look at you. But uh, yeah, I found a way to get, you know, boom. Wow. I never would have guessed that. Because I was like, there's no way you get that down there. Yeah, no. So I I ordered. They shipped it. They actually left it at the door. It came today. So I put it in the freezer when I got home, uh, you know, before the podcast. And then iced it down. And now Mm. it's nice and cold. So perfect. uh, perfect. How good is it? It's very good. I tell you what, though, I'm spoiled by drinking my my high lie. And uh, wow, so are you saying high lie? Cigar City is better than Foley Brothers. I gotta say, it's very close. Now, this is ranked on Beer Advocate 97 World Class out mm-hmm. of 100, which is phenomenal. Yeah, uh, I gotta say, uh, it's up there. I I like the fact that it doesn't have. So the highlight has a little bit of a of a bite at the end of it. This doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the flavors are a little different. This is this is this is awesome beer. I gotta say, it's got like the citra and the the galaxy hops. So it's got like a citrus flavor, but it's not fruity. You know. Yeah, I will tell you, you shouldn't let them sit around for four years. Because that's what I did with my prospect. <laughs> it did not improve over four years. It I will did I, not, huh? Believe it or not, it did not improve. Damn. All right. So I have no theme to my beer today. I have <laughs> no theme to April. And you know what? In the past, I've done my little April no boozy. I bragged about it, how last year it was super easy. This year, I said, fuck it. I don't want to do it this year. I'm just, I've cut down on my alcohol consumption so much. And frankly, Today, right now, I want to drink this goddamn beer. So I've canceled April No Boozy. I don't give a damn Boom. anymore. I whatever dug, you want. April, I'm doing whatever, whatever I want. want. April, that's right. <laughs> I'm free as a bird. I'm like a Canadian goose who's just going to go fly north for the free winter, bird April. summer. Free, free bird, bird April. April. Free bird. So this is one of my. This is one of the ones from one of my favorite breweries on earth, the Burlington Beer Company. Hmm. This is a stainless forest. Nice. And I had two other beers in my little cooler down here, and I wasn't sure which one I was going to have until the podcast started because I have one that's a New Jersey IPA, which I was going to have to mock the state that I live in after my awesome trip to Colorado last week. Was it a magnifier? Uh, no, it's a carton. Ah. Or that's I you're was in carton country. I'm in carton country. Or I was going to have a green 
from the wonderful folks at Treehouse. But I decided to go with the Stainless Forest because, frankly, I love Brilliant Beer Company and I love their double IPAs. And this is the beer I wanted to drink. So, God damn it, this is still America until we get our little uh, little vaccination anal probe passports. So uh, I'm going to enjoy that time and drink this goddamn beer. For like a little man. while, it'll be America for a little while. Like a man. Right. This is what Ethan Allen and the Green Mountain Boys would have brewed and drank during the Revolutionary War. Ethan Allen, he's the guy that made that furniture, right? He makes the furniture. <laughs> and now we're all bragging about getting a shot that's never that's been barely tested. I'm wearing bracelets to brag about it. Like, Isn't it funny just, that like commonly he's known as, yeah, he's the guy that made the furniture. <laughs> he was such a freaking badass in the Revolutionary War. And he everyone's made furniture, the furniture he made, guy. Like freaking serving. I mean, he leather upholstered his quarters. I mean, look at the um, <laughs> fine leather upholstered accommodations. <laughs> what do they call those? Uh, like those rivets they have in the leather? The upholstery rivets, I think they are. What are they? There's um, some like fancy, fancy term for it. They're like thumbtacks, but they call them upholstery they, something. It's got some highfalutin name to it. I don't even know. It's all highfalutin. It's, it's, it's all highfalutin. Like we've just become just this soft whiny complacent <laughs> just give me a pill to make something better give me a shot to make it better i could work out and eat steak and exercise and build my immune system but i'm just going to take please give me a shot please give me that shot to make me feel all better you know with the with the um the success of of uh hamilton they should have come out with an ethan ethan allen should have sponsored like an Ethan Allen story and every scene would have been like fine upholstered, like fucking accommodations. Like dude, it's nice so hilarious. Headsets, because, nice. <laughs> yeah, it's like Ethan Allen, all this like fancy high end furniture. That's like it's the Genghis. Stuff. It's like the Genghis Khan tampon, like Genghis Khan feminine napkins. Like that's so it's completely dude, ridiculous. Yurt city by Genghis Khan. Boom. That's what I want. I will you tell buy you. Yurt. It better be a gang this year. I will tell you, on the East Coast Ski Chat, there was a wonderful comment by yours truly. I'm drinking this beer, Stainless Forest. Ethan Allen, he would have drank this too. What's it like? It's just a... like All their double IPAs are all so good. They're very similar, but there's just, you know, just tons of citrus. It's hazy. Right now, it's super cold. Mm. Anything super cold tastes good. Why I don't that? know. I don't even know. My palate is just all over the place. There's even like the freaking scoby. You know when you have like kombucha, you get like the little like the yeah. It's like the mother. Right. <laughs> it's like some mother in the, the beer. Mother. You got a beer mother in there. It's just delicious. Like I don't even know what they do. I don't know what they put in there. Let's go to ski news. So apparently everybody, all these celebrities are moving out of Telluride. They're selling their places. Seinfeld and Tom Cruise right now are both selling their Telluride estates. And I was just thinking about this before we started the podcast. When you say Tom Cruise movie, your favorite Tom Cruise movie or character, you pretty much can define how old you are based on which character you choose because he's been making movies for what, like 40 years. Yeah. Is that possible. 
He's been making big movies too. Not like you make a little shitty movie here, a little unknown movie. They're like all blockbusters now. They're yeah. all blockbuster movies. Yeah. Because he's what was like the Outsiders, like 1980 or something. He started, and we're in that 2021. Was awesome though. That whole well, cast was amazing. Just a beefcake fest right there. You know, really. But they all went on to do like good act, like Rob Lowe, Patrick yeah. Swayze. Fucking ro- love Rob Lowe. He's all, <laughs> guys, just guys hilarious. He's yeah. hilarious. So he's, I was thinking he's someone, a Canadian gem, as I tell my wife. He's Canadian. Yeah, I believe he is. Rob Lowe. Oh, really? Yeah. God bless we him. see Rob Lowe born. Yeah. Well, apparently he's a douchebag, according to Nick. <laughs> according to his seeing him talk at the uh, Fairmont Whistler, he was sitting next no, to. No, actually, I, cor- I I stand corrected. He was born in Virginia. It says Virginia. There Virginia. you go. Yeah. Oh, he did porn in Canada. Sorry. He did porn in Canada. Well, there you go. Yes. You know, I mean, where else yes. would you go? That's that's um that's that's what it says in Wikipedia. He was like the first like celebrity porn tape. Yes. Pornhub, he was the original founder. He was the founder. What was the first Pornhub video ever watched? Like I want to know what it was. Or could you like, imagine like like you think like, about re- like how much people watch that? Who knows like the origin and the history of Pornhub? It's probably like Charlie Chaplin had some like reel to reel, like <laughs> like a white <laughs> He had to like set the whole thing up. Like right now, he's going your phone and click some buttons and get really specific. He had to get oh a my whole God, I saw this girl's ankles. This is incredible. He had these two massive reels. Imagine like he's all frothed up. He's got to put these reels on and like run run the freaking thing through it. And... It was like the tape going. Brrr. I just and then there's the hair uh, like on the tape while you're watching it. He's oh, like freaking horrible. out. He's gotta put the uh put the big white like screen up and it's like snapping back and he's like getting all pissed off. Uh what was the first Pornhub video? That would be amazing. That would be an interesting um trivia question. I actually looked it up and I'm getting like Search setting warnings. Oh boy. Yeah, I'd probably I can't even save search is not even gonna help, it says. I'm like, what did I press? You need to get on like Brave or something, get on a different browser. Jeez. Yeah, I gotta start using Brave because I got some Tezos, which is what Brave trades on, right? Does it? I think it does. I thought Brave had like its own it's got its own token, I believe. Yeah, they have a Brave token, but Tezos I think is connected with it or something. Or is it? Freaking spilled beer getting all of this, uh, trying to do this like Charlie Chaplin impression. <laughs> you got all foamed up. Trying to change. I was like trying to like beat Charlie Chaplin. Uh, that's awesome. I wonder if there's a way. How do you get beer out of your keyboard? You know, it's awesome. Cause like, I think I know something and then I start looking in and like really digging down and I'm like, yeah, I have no idea what I'm talking about. You're like, I'm so dumb. Uh, I love it. Because people are like, yo, so we pay you to be the guy that knows all the answers. And I'm like, I have no idea what I'm saying. I'm just saying stuff. I know nothing. So so, uh, both Seinfeld and Maverick, that's who I think of. See, I think Tom Cruise, I think Top Gun. That's that's me dating myself. That's my that's my Tom Cruise movie that I think of him as. I knew Tom Cruise way back, though. Remember All the Right Moves? All the right moves. Six Risky two business. sack monster. Six two sack monster. Boom! That that was freaking great. Love that movie. Because when you were 
Well, that's the thing too. Like when you're a younger person, you have a lot more time to dedicate to movies and, you know, crap like that because you just don't have as many things going on in your life. You may think you do, but you actually and they have don't. more meaning for you too. Exactly. Because a lot of that stuff helps define the person you are that you want to be. I loved Top Gun. I I wanted to be a goddamn fighter pilot for two months after watching that movie. <laughs> like every, dude, when you were that age and you watched that movie, like if you're in like your early teens, you can't watch Top Gun and not want to be a fighter pilot. It's impossible. Dude, I wanted to build airplanes. Like I was like, Top Gun had me hooked. I was like all into air, aerospace design, the whole thing. I was like, I want to go. My brother went to the academy, ready to go. I was like, and then I was like, you mean I got to study like this, this sucks. Like, I just want to hang out. And my first year <laughs> of college, I took engineering, physics, chemistry, and calc. And it killed me. I was like, yeah, this is horrible. Why would I do that? So then I was like, after drinking beer, I was like, hey, let me just get my psychology degree and get the fuck out of school and get a, get a job. How about that? So I have a psych degree. And gender studies, here we come. What's exactly. the easiest degree to get? Yeah. And people are like, how did you get into programming and now managing? So I'm like, I've taken a long road around the world. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Well, <laughs> There's a lot of shit that I've done. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like that's the thing too. Like I really wish I would have gone into engineering when I was younger because I absolutely love it. They really know what they're doing, but it's a lot of high, like they know a lot of stuff. What's the thing too. It's like, you you know, as a, an 18 year old gentleman, I mean, you know, you got so many things going on in your brain and your body. It's, it's, it takes some real intelligent people to focus and learn that stuff where I was just a dipshit. I was like, oh, I'm going to take it easy. I'm going to take marketing instead. Well, I've met a lot of older people now that were engineers. And I tend to think they really concentrated on the brain and not the body. Mm. Not a lot of physical activity. Not a lot of, lot of sex, hanging out, the whole thing. Very smart, very intelligent. And a little bit too smart. Mm. Because it's like, with modern technology, it's like, yeah, you don't have to worry about that now. Mm. I know you want to know how it works, but you really don't have to. Mm. You know, I hear you. I hear you. But you buy a product. Do you need to know the technology that goes into it, or do you need to know the company and the warranty is going to be valid? That's what you need mm. to know, right? This this is why China is going to take over because of that attitude. Just saying. <laughs> That's not how they think. This this is why everybody wants to get you know. A lot of cheap stuff. <laughs> Garbage. Well, I, I see my son now. Like I see he was the one day he was, he added the iPad and he's watching, he loves watching trains, like just trains, just cruising around. He okay. was sitting on my weight bench and there's like the, the little foam feet holder and he's watching his trains and he just took the end caps off and then he took the foam pieces off and then he took the little, the metal rod out. I'm like, he just took this thing apart for no reason. Nice. And he does that with all kinds of things. And my father-in-law is a chemical engineer. And I have dreams of, I wish I had been an engineer, like a, um, I don't even know what the hell it's called. What kind of one? Um, not electrical, a uh, mechanical engineer. Okay. And I see him do this now. And I'm like, dude, I want to cultivate that. Like, I want to make him 
And that's the hardest thing is like, okay, what now you, you cool. let them take it apart and then you put it all in a box. And then the next day, it can't be the same time. You got to wait like a day, then just give them the box of like random shit. See if you yeah. put something together. I buy all these like STEM books for him about like rockets and trucks. That's awesome. And, dude, like I'm learning stuff in this. Like, that's how dumb I am. Like I'm learning stuff about, like I love cars. I'm learning stuff about cars by buying my three-year-old <laughs> these like STEM little engineer books. Well, think of how messed up it is. Like, so as people, right, it's really easy to deconstruct, destroy, or break something apart, right? Very easy and very pleasurable. It's like kind of just going on chill and just like, yeah, it's relaxing, right? But building something, there's a little bit of stress in there, right? It's a little bit harder. So it's kind of cool if you can get them to do that. Oh, for sure. That's what I'm trying to, you know, kind of cultivate at this point. It's like social media. Like anybody, it's so hard. Like scrap metal, just put it in a box, be like, here you go, kid. Let's. Well, in the next couple of years, power tools, right? Well, the next couple of years after I'm retired, I want to focus on like 3D printing. And I want to be like, okay, what are we going to make? Like, let's get some schematics. Let's build some stuff together. Like, just get a welder, man. Teach him how to weld at like age five. That's, weld shit together but like daddy i welded a freaking roll bar on your car great thank thanks i really didn't want you to touch this brand new car <laughs> like i welded a refrigerator onto your bronco <laughs> like yes yes now you're thinking now we're talking about <laughs> like hey dad i just put some uh snow cat tracks on your bronco and the refrigerator so we're gonna go out this weekend that's awesome and I'd be like you are my boy that right? yeah, it's it's tough but yeah so We've gone a long way to go from Maverick and Top Gun <laughs> welding things onto a non-existent car that I have. But yeah, so I, I think Top Gun when I think of Tom Cruise because that's just how I work. But again, like he's made like that's all an these iconic movies, one. But he's got to be. He's been in like so many like a few good men franchise. Phenomenal, right? Phen- that's a great Mission movie. Impossible. I, I watched like the first three, and then I'm like, I tapped out. I'm like, I can't. I don't know. I can't commit. I can't commit that long to a, to a series. I remember seeing Jack Reacher in the theater because it was Christmas of 2012. And there was, my wife was going to decide the movie. And I was like, there's no way that's happening. And it was going to be like, it was some like Barbara Streisand and Seth Rogen. I'm like, fuck that movie. You had me at Streisand. Yeah. I'm like, well, let's go see Jack Reacher. I mean, every Tom Cruise movie is going to be. Jack Reacher out is good. That's that's the porn version is Jack Reacher. <laughs> you can Google that. I'm sure that's a real mo- I'm sure it's a movie. And we get back to the Charlie Chaplin silent <laughs> porn I still can't believe there isn't a porn star named Rick Moranis. <laughs> there is. He's called Rick, Rick Moranis. They just pronounce it a differently. A gay porn star named Rick Moranis. How great would that be? <laughs> oh my god right to the urban dictionary <laughs> so the urban dictionary has jack rich around it <laughs> oh, oh my god <laughs> it's the reach around while you're watching the jack reacher movie <laughs> So it's a Jack Reacher. <laughs> oh my God, that's awesome. <laughs> so stupid. Oh my God. And YouTube has a Jack Reach Around trailer. I don't know what this is. 
Uh, <laughs> the, whole, the hotly anticipated summer blockbuster Jack Reach full trailer coming soon. <laughs> oh, somebody put it out there. It's awesome. <laughs> it's a spoof trailer. It's awesome. <sighs> I mean, oh my God. Jack Jack Reacher. <laughs> oh my god. What happens if you look in the mirror and say Jack Reacher around three times? I don't really want to know what happens. I don't want to know. Just don't do it. <laughs> Not on April Fool's Day. Anything could happen. <laughs> oh my god, the back of my head hurts from laughing so hard. Oh, it's awesome. <clears throat> but yes, Tom Cruise is selling his Telluride crib. Yeah. I would love to pick it up, but I'm kind of that short. by the airport, wasn't it? By the fancy airport. Yeah, the little airport, the fancy one where you fly right in. Yeah, where it has like, or the Top Gear guys were like trying to, they were launching Jaguars off of it. Nice. Um, so well, got signed. Clearwater, like this is the head of like, you know, Scientology. Like he's, he's around here. I don't know. I've never seen him though. Yeah. So Mr. Cruz bought this property in 1994. It's custom built with a 10,000 square foot main house at the base of the mountain tucked in a grove of aspen trees at the end of a mile long driveway. The bleached cedar and native stone exterior houses, four bedrooms, beamed ceilings and timber clad walls, while an additional three bedrooms are located in a guest lodge. For buyers who also like to perform their own stunts, the ranch also includes a dirt bike and snowmobile track sports court whatever the hell that means and helipad along with a network of hiking and snowshoeing trails all this can be yours for the low low price of 39.5 million dollars it's just chump change right just just go right in the you do that in your kitchen safe not even your bedroom safe you can write a check out for that yeah so that you got bitcoins. Do you take Bitcoin? Boom. I don't I don't know if to take Bitcoin or not. You take crypto. It's like, it's like my Bitcoin will be worth 39 million. So I'll give you two. How about that? There you go. Yeah. Is my crypto worth anything in this town? You still use US dollars? Damn, I'm looking at the Jerry Seinfeld this? house. This is like Ethan Allen times using cash, using USD. <laughs> I just want to be, so if this is a Jerry Seinfeld house, I just want to be Kramer across the way that just bumps in and hangs out there all the time. Oh, wouldn't that be awesome if they filmed a whole season of Seinfeld in Telluride? Ah, that'd be great. Right? So yes, Jerry is parting ways with his Aspen or Telluride ski house as well. 26 acre Colorado compound features a 12,300 square foot Lipkin Warner designed main house. Hmm. I mean, if you live in a house that's not Lipkin Warner designed, I don't even know how you, how you wake up in the morning. Exactly. And not just throw yourself down the stairs. I mean, Lipkin Warner designed it. I have Lipkin Warner designed skis. I mean, Who doesn't? Why wouldn't you? Who doesn't, right? Evolving throughout the years, the dwelling is a sprawling collection of connected Western ranch structures and includes a vaulted great room with a stone fireplace and a wall of windows showcasing the Wilson Range. That's pretty badass. I wonder, like, 11 I would bedrooms. try to sneak through the window. What do you think? <laughs> 
definitely, right there. right? Like you guys hanging out, I'm coming in. Well, a part of every good Lipkin Warner design is a ski ramp going out the window, obviously. Of course. You got to be able to do your flips, backflip in the morning. <laughs> That's the best <laughs> cup of coffee, right? To do the backflip. That's how you wake up. Morning backflips and coffee. So there's this place is 11 bedrooms, a yoga studio, a wood-lined library, and comes completely furnished. So you can have Jerry Seinfeld's ass sweat in your couch. There you go. That's if that's not a, if that's not a Warner or Lipkin Warner design feature, I don't know what is. Very nice. Yes. So now then you, I started like I was on the Uncrate site and I'm looking at the Miami place. Did you see that the Waldorf Astoria Miami residence? Yeah. Holy crap, that's nice. Miami's blowing up, man. And then they have Brian Cranston's Three Pro, Three Palms residence, Three Palms house. I just saw so. I'm big on him again, Heisenberg. He is in that new um, on Showtime called Your Honor. Mm-hmm. Pretty awesome. You got to watch it. Your Honor? Yeah, so I got Showtime on uh, through Prime. And um, so going to watch, and we watched the rest of Homeland because I didn't see the last season and my wife didn't see any of it. So we watched the whole thing. And then Your Honor was a new new series on there. So we watched that, um, which is pretty awesome. And then we started watching, watching Ray Donovan again from the beginning. Okay, so. nice. So I'm looking at Seinfeld's kitchen here. Why yeah. is it people who don't cook always have like eight burner stoves? So that the chef can cook all the stuff for the people. Yeah, that makes sense. I wonder you're if not making the house for you to cook, you're making it for your chef to cook. You that's know, true. Just saying. It's it's really you're being generous because you're giving them a it's like giving them a beautiful canvas to make their masterpiece that you get to exactly. eat. Exactly. Exactly. You're, you're just eating their masterpiece. <laughs> eat my piece. <laughs> you're just eating their piece. You're just eating their piece. <laughs> now I wonder, they say it comes fully furnished. Does that mean the espresso machine and the 32 slice toaster and all these other little wonderful bits come with it too. Or they take everything in a photo lines. better come with it, man. I'm dropping that cash. I want to see everything. That's right. Jerry Seinfeld better come with it. Yeah. I want an hour stand up special <laughs> during right. the closing. No, no. Every week for the first month. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, but yeah, this one's a, a relative steal at 14.9 million. Chump change. Chump change. change. I can't picture Jerry Seinfeld skiing. I have a hard time. Because, you know, like you hear him talk, he's like, why am I sliding on this? Why am I sliding on snow? I could drive a Porsche right now. What am I doing here? What's the deal about skiing? Everybody goes skiing. They go down. They go up. Why do you keep going up? Why are we skiing, Kramer? Yeah. (laughs) Kramer, don't ski anymore. Yeah. The snow, is, been good though. the snow is real and it's spectacular. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So everyone's selling their Telluride houses. Telluride is just old news. Telluride's going to shit, and I hope everybody moves out so I can go swoop in there and buy everything for a song. I'm just saying. Personally. I actually had an idea. Now, it's not a good idea. It's actually a very terrible idea. It's an idea, though. But it is an idea. When I was out in Breckenridge. Again, another teaser for the main topic. Ooh, look at you. My sister, my sister and I, 
Well, <laughs> my sister and I walk past, you know, I love going past all the real estate windows in those towns and you have like the little postings showing what's for sale, whatever, whatever. And like everything is like a million dollars and $16 million and whatever, whatever. I was like, what if you just let loose a couple of mountain lions in a ski town? And That's like what I want. And there was a few maulings, perhaps. And like, they're like, oh my God, what's happening to this town? Like, I want to live in that town. I want to walk out not thinking I'm going to go, like you're in the wilderness. Like it should be a challenge to go get groceries. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I would have these mountain lions chipped with an explosive device. Let's Whoa. just, let's not, for, let's, let's keep it real. So here. we're talking Boston Dynamics, mountain lion things. No, no. I'm just talking real mountain lions, but they're tagged with like an explosive <laughs> device. Boston Dynamics, freaking robot dog things. You are not going near that town. Think about how you could drop real estate prices and afford to live in a town like that. If you could just throw in some mountain lions or perhaps some Boston Dynamics dogs, uh, dress them up as mountain lions, put the you know the <laughs> like a Scooby Doo mask on them. Scooby Doo mask. <laughs> they got like the fat suit. They can do fat suits for people. You know what they can make a robot look like? They can make it look like a mountain lion, a cheetah, a, anything you want. Just make it a fat mountain lion. How about a like, yeti? Uh, Yeti. A Yeti that moves real fast. There you go. How about a chupacabra? <laughs> <laughs> a jackalope? You need a chupacabra. A jackalope and a chupacabra. Just killing people. But think about it. If you put a couple mountain lions into, in the town and it like took out a few this people. This sound like a Scooby-Doo episode. <laughs> I have to say. <laughs> Let's just say nature tried to reclaim Breckenridge or Vale or Aspen or one of these expensive ski towns. Nature is healing. The mountain lions robots, You dress them up as lions. And then you swoop in and you get the real estate. This is a fucking Scooby-Doo. And then you press the button. You blow the mountain lions up. And then you fucking win. <laughs> That's a Scooby-Doo. Right? This is more like Austin Powers. And the damn Mr. Machine pulls up and pulls the thing off your face. And that's it. I was thinking it's more Austin Powers. It's like, I just want some mountain lions with exploding neck. <laughs> but he would hold that town hostage and be like, I want $1 billion. That's what he does. Yeah, I'm kind of trying to be more subtle about it. I'm trying to just like go in there, scare the people away. That's yeah, Scooby-Doo. Maybe that is kind of Scooby-Doo now that you think about it. <laughs> you damn kids had to spoil my plan. I would have gotten away with it. It was for you, you meddling kids. Meddling kids. Meddling That's it. kids. I think, it's, I mean, <clears throat> hey, if you want to drop the prices of real estate, mountain lion attacks. It's genius. It is, Absolutely right? Absolutely genius. Yeah. So if you want to drop the prices even more, I think Epic Pass is starting Dro to drop some prices. Boom. <laughs> Let's segue right into that. Take my opportunity. Well, All this passes was reduced 20%. That was big news because they had just announced how their stock was at all time highs because their losses yeah. were less than they thought they were going to be. And they're like, you know what we're going to do now? We're going to give it back to the people. We love our skiers are our priority, not our they're riding high. Now they're dealing low. That's what I'm saying. But dude, you look at these prices versus icon passes now. I mean, if you're in a place where you had it, if you had to pick one or the other and you know, dollar for dollar like every dollar counts here i mean you're getting an epic pass unlimited that's like 200 bucks cheaper than an icon more than that's 200 bucks cheaper it's I gotta really say, not so they're talking 783 for an unlimited access no blackout date epic pass only due now 49 bucks so 49 bucks 
lock you into that price though, which is kind of nice. Um, and dude, a, a freaking day pass at Breckenridge is two hundred dollars. And that's one of the resorts on this pass. Yeah. I mean, it's a no brainer to buy a day ticket is just idiotic. And they have like Tahoe, like they have like the specific resort passes, which is about four or 500 bucks. Um, then they use the active military. I tell you what, God bless. I love the fact that they're like embracing the military. If you served, man, 135 bucks. That's, that's a good move. 135. I mean, that's freaking awesome. Like, just ski your ass off. How is Vail Resorts doing more for veterans than our fucking government? Isn't that gross? It is gross. But I love the fact that they do that. Like, and you know, you see it more and more. It's really big down here in Florida because there's a lot of um, military, a lot of veterans down here, a lot of retirees too. But um, they do a Everywhere you go is a veteran discount, so it's it's great. I love seeing that. Is that is good, yeah. Um, it's the least we could do, right? Yeah, for sure. By the north, we the, enjoy the freedom they protect. It's true. Not forget they, that. Yeah. The Northeast, if you're in the Northeast, the pass is only four seventy nine. Nice. 18 resorts. <laughs> but only 10 at Stowe. That's it. Just so you know. Only 10 at Stowe. Only 10 at Stowe. the ones on the bottom. Only 10 at snow. <laughs> but you get a chemo, Mount Snow, Hunter, and and you get the 10 at snow. That's not bad. Wildcat, Jack Adetash. Frost, PA, Wildcat. There's a lot of Catamount. You get Catamount on there. That's India, isn't it? <clears throat> Catamount. Yeah, Catamount. No, it's not an Indy Pass, is it? I don't know. I don't think it is. Oh no, no Catamount! Yeah, Catamount is on Indy. Oh my god, that's Indy. where I went. I totally like my brain just. You brain farted. It's not even a fart. It was just a <laughs> taco it was just explosion. Seas taco explosion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously. All right, so uh, they announced the Epic Pass. Now there's something else. <sighs> this has already passed, hasn't it? This was super weird. Very weird, but it's only in Canada, only Whistler, right? Yeah. So Whistler, uh, they announced, uh, when was this? Was this Friday? This was the 29th. So this was on Monday. Monday. So they announced that they were going to close at midnight that night, all of a sudden. And the the province of British Columbia uh, of Whistler... You know, that whistle back home has been ordered to close as of midnight. Um, They thanked all the guests. They said they, you know, they are willing to adapt to COVID safety protocols. And I think this was prompted by there's a a strain or something that happened in that area that they're closing down. Is that not correct? Like, is that what it is? Because it's not all of the places in Canada. And part of the problem is, so some of the frustration that I have personally Let's air my dirty laundry out here. Let's hear it. So my wife, her mom and family are up in Canada. They're up in, um, where is Winnipeg? Is that Manitoba? Manitoba. So she went to U of M, which is not University of, it's University of Manitoba up in Canada. It's the U in Manitoba. It's the U of M. M. Um, 
But yes, yeah, so so she can't go up there. Nobody can go up there. But you see all these celebrities posting, oh yeah, I'm skiing up here in Banff and I'm up here skiing here and skiing in Whistler. And so they closed it and it's like, yeah, I was wondering when that was going to happen, but I, I mean, they was- have, they still have so much snow up there. Yeah. It's just, and you, like you see their, their tweets, they're like, Hey, you know, we got great snow looking good. A little wind. We're going to keep things shut down for a bit. Then all of a yeah. sudden it's like, Oh yeah, we're closing tonight at midnight. So I think they had a plume. Let's see. Daily stats. Yeah. Kelly has been up and down. Um, their worst point was January, January 10th. And it started going down there, started going back up. Yeah. They, their pinned tweet right now is from that same day, the 29th. And it says the sun is shining. There's snow on the ground. It's a beautiful day for skiing all around. And look yeah. at the pictures from the days before. I mean, there is snow everywhere, tons of snow. And then they're like, oh yeah, we have to shut down because of COVID. Yeah. So they said, uh, I see another article. They're saying a three-week quote-unquote circuit breaker imposed by the province means a popular BC ski resort was effectively closed this year. And two other resorts have decided to close early for pandemic-related reasons. So they're actually saying Revelstoke and um, Big White have closed as well. Well, Big White is obviously a huge racist name and has should be changed forever. God damn. <laughs> it's the whitest place on earth. Well, it's in Canada. Jesus. What do you want? Jeez. Jeez. So is there a White Lives Matter like protocol up there <laughs> to close Big White down? If it was called Big Black, meaning they all had black diamond. <laughs> Bless you. There, hey, there's Black Mountain there in New Hampshire. <coughs> oh, God bless you. Woof. The Lord's blessing me now. Yeah. I still think, I still stand by Justin Trudeau wanted to go snowboarding alone. <laughs> he went into blackface on Black Home. That's what blackface, he wants to black do. Home. That's what he wanted to do. That's what he did. He it's like, what did down. we do back in the day? Blackface, Black Home. I don't know. I don't know what that crazy bastard is doing, but um, I just know from the in-law side of the the family that he's not um, a very liked person right now. They're calling him Fidel. So, wow, because he's locking everybody down and they said everybody's calling up and like ratting each other out. It's bad. You know who else does that? People in North Korea. Yeah. That's People what the in old Soviet Russia too. used to do that. Like they said, it was so bad for the Super Bowl. Like they love American football as much as they like Canadian football. Canadian football was all canceled, so the American football is on. They had the Super Bowl going on, and she has a relative that went to a Super Bowl party, which was maybe eight people. It wasn't a party. It was hey, let's all get together and watch the Super Bowl. Great. They had to actually park on different streets and walk in the freezing Canadian cold because they were afraid of neighbors calling the cops on them, reporting that they were in a gathering. That's how bad it's got. That's why they're calling them Fidel. That's really scary. 
And yeah. to have it this could happen, could happen to, here. To have this culture where you're proud of tattling on someone for going to see their friends and family, this is this is not the end of this. This is just the beginning. This is going to get really, really ugly. And yeah. this is how tyranny <clears throat> happens. One, it doesn't happen all at once. It's tiny little steps, and then all of a sudden, there you are. And well, because every- it's first the offenders of the quarantine, and then it's hey, the offenders of me, the offenders of the police. Defenders of the state. So where does it end? Right? Yeah. We better be very careful how we proceed during this next next year or two, because I don't see a whole lot of positives when people acting this way. We're all acting like little like children, like toddlers, trying to tattletale on each other to get yeah. to get an extra cookie or something. And this is not good. This is not gonna end well if we keep acting this way. Get the the Reichs star of commendation like what what happens like it's it's gotten creepy to world war ii-ish proportions right well you're gonna get your little bracelet now to prove that you're vaccinated like i saw someone post that on linkedin that i know just can't they just you know put a serial number on like they did that like that's bad you are you have been vaccinated you here's your papers yeah Yeah, this is gonna get creepy and weird we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna just laser imprint it because it it doesn't hurt that much so just just a little chip just a little chip no big deal no big deal you know what here's your 1400 check we'll give you a chip give you a check you'll be good to go so that this was one of the great. other things that came up this week. Uh, I saw there was a conspiracy thing about when they give you the vaccine, can they give you a chip? And I'm like, who would want that? Like, would you want to be chipped like a dog? Like, and followed around and then, hey, let's put a homing device. Let's put whatever we could follow. That's how you around. think these phones are that we have? That's the pretty much I homing know. devices right now. This but listens, can- it sees. Like, if you don't think it listens, have a conversation about something and then go to like your Alexa, go to a Google search tomorrow and you'll realize all the ads coming up are related to the conversation you just had. It is really stagnant. I can't wait to see your Jack reach around ads tomorrow. <laughs> oh man. They're going to be great. They're all going to be like, they're probably going to be foreign and it's going to be a, get a Jack reach around. <laughs> 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 fucking jack reacher in. that's awesome you gotta you gotta watch that youtube thing it's it's pretty funny i cannot wait <laughs> well actually another thing i cannot wait for and we've talked about this in the past we talked about it with our pal matt a few weeks ago new owner has big plans for a reimagined boston ski show boom we've talked about this like i said in the past every november over the last couple of years, we've gone to the uh, Boston Ski and Snowboard Expo. And last year, you know, like everything else, it was canceled. But they have announced that they are going to, they're planning to have this festival, which they've renamed the Snowbound Festival, November 19th through 21st at the Heinz Convention Center in Boston. They're going to have... Know, oddly enough, today we were talking about this. And oddly enough, the Ski Bum podcast will be represented there, and we have hotel reservations. Just saying. Oh, look at that. <laughs> if you want, yeah, so it's really cool because they've moved to a different location. Unfortunately, it's not by Trillium, but that's okay. We can still get Trillium. Still get there. It's Uber. 
There's Uber, but it's oh, nice because it's in a spot where there's a lot of other stuff to do. A lot of great restaurants <laughs> and shops and bars. And God knows, yeah. maybe by November, things will be a little more normal. We can just hang out with people like we used to back in the day last maybe. year. Yes. So they've announced it. They're doing a whole different kind of theme. They want it to be more of like an immersive experience, multi-sensory, designed to entertain, amaze, and induce spending. <laughs> nice. So the original show um, was Bernie Weichsel's BEWI Productions for 38 years and had just been sold to Snow Sports Industries of America, SIA, in 2019. So SIA is going to put their new spin on it and change it around. And again, different location, bigger, more of a sensory experience. And I'm just... I'm just excited to see like the friends that we've met that we've had, you know, we've, we've met so many people at these shows. We've done interviews. We've just chatted, we've gone out and to have that experience right before ski season starts or just as it's starting is just one of those things that was it's just magical. I'd always look forward to it. Like every summer when it's hot and disgusting, it's like, well, just a few months, we got that show. We get to start, kick things off and get fired up. It's a and good time year, of year to kick it off too. Oh, it's perfect. Like Boston in November is a, it's just the perfect time to be there. Yeah. Before just it's starting to get cold. Like doesn't get, it's not too cold. It's not, it's not too nutty. It's just right after baseball season ends. Like it's not wicked starting. cold. It's just cold. Yeah. <laughs> it's just cold, dude. Not wicked cold. Not wicked retarded cold. Just <laughs> cold. Good dude. So I'm happy they're always optimistic about getting it started and getting it up and running. Cause you know, you just want, at this point, you just want a little bit of hope yeah. and considering how the ski season has gone off pretty well, it seems like most resorts, you know, we've had some incidents here and there, but for the most part, it seems like the season has been a success. Yeah. And I hope this, this is uh, going to be happening successful too. And we can get back to, to normalcy at least yeah. close to it. Bring it back. Bring it back. All right. Next up, we have three hurt after plummeting 15 feet when chair detaches from Camelback Mountain ski lifts. I personally like Camelback. It's a great place. I tell people all the time, it's Pennsylvania. I tell people all the time, it's like one of the best places to learn. Oddly enough, three people were taken to the hospital Sunday afternoon when the uh, chair they were riding became detached from a ski lift. Happened around 3.30, the police said, and the Sullivan lift at the resort. Skiers plummeted about 15 feet from the top of the mountain as the chair crashed to the ground. Oof. So luckily it was just that one chair. Unfortunately, the chair detached, uh, but it wasn't like the whole thing went down, which is pretty scary too. Um, like, how does but, that happen? Like, what what all of a sudden caused uh, that? I mean, I'm sure it was spinning all morning, and then all of a sudden, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, and it was just the one chair. It wasn't like... Not to be like a pun or anything. A bigger thing was just... Yeah, that's weird. It was a father and two children, too, which is really messed up. Oof. They didn't say anything in this article about how they're doing... Yeah, I've noticed that. I've tracked, like, I've looked at a bunch of different articles, and all of them are withholding the names and the yeah. conditions of the victims. I mean, 15 feet is bad, but it's not. I mean, you know, you get on some lift sometimes and you look down and you're like, holy crap, like, I'm way up here. 15 feet is about falling from the second story of a building. 
I was right. I always use like a basketball hoop as like my reference. That's ten feet. So like a basketball feet. foot net, basketball hoop and a half. So the top of the backboard. Mm, yeah, maybe a tiny bit higher than that. A little bit higher than that. I mean, it's a pretty good fall. It's but, a good fall, but it's not like a, some of the times when you're like in a ravine and you look down and you're like, oh my God. This you is get like, the stupid chair there too. So who knows what the chair, chair crushes, right? Yeah. Um, you have little kids too, like, ugh. Mm. So, they say, so they said they didn't have any conditions of the three injured or know the extent of the injuries. And, and like I said, it's just kind of not talked about, but uh they said that, you know, the health and the safety of the guests are the number one priority. So um, they're investigating and they closed the lift. So um, interesting to find out what happens from here. I mean, I freaking love Camelback, especially you go midweek. We went there when we had that uh, free condo, remember? Oh, yeah, that was great. And Camelback, is, ugh, there's nobody on it. It's fun. You know, it's small, but it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, I just I hope everyone's all right and they figure out why that happened because that's 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 pretty terrifying. Yeah. Something like that happens. And that's local local, so Yeah. And speaking, we're keeping tragedy together here. Another helicopter ski crash actually happened. Czech billionaire Kellner killed in Alaska helicopter crash. Boom. Peter How'd that Kellner. Happen? The Czech Republic's richest man and founder of investment group PPF was killed in a helicopter crash on a skiing trip in Alaska. Damn. He was 56 years old and was among the five, including the pilot, killed on Saturday in the crash near Nick Glacier, northeast of Anchorage, Alaska state troopers said. One survivor was taken to the hospital. They said adding... The group had been on a hella ski tour. Kellner, who avoided public attention, was featured in one PPF annual report on a snowboard. A spokeswoman for the exclusive Tordrillo Mountain Lodge, where the crash victims were staying, said Kellner had been a frequent guest since 2012. Tordrillo, that's our boy Tommy Moe. Tommy Moe. Kellner was a towering figure in the Czech Republic's post-communist era, amassing wealth estimated at $17.5 billion, according Damn. to Forbes. He was the world's 68th richest person on Forbes 2020 list, tied with media giant Rupert Murdoch and his family. Damn, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Ugh. Wow. So how did he make his money? I think like telecommunications. It's so the one telecom place in the Czech Republic. Uh, it says holdings in telecommunications, finance, manufacturing, media, and biotech. Is there any mafia connections? Uh, I think it said he started out selling copy machines as the country opened up following the 1989 Velvet Revolution. Damn. He's the best copy salesman ever. At that time, you needed something, right? He was Aww, the right place at the stormy, stormy report. Right place at the right time. We got a little stormy report. Look who's here. There he is. Oh, try to lighten the, Try to lighten the mood of the Aww. place right now. He's ready to go to sleep right now. Yeah, he's tired. He's tired, just like that Czech billionaire. Oof. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. Pretty messed up. So What's creepy is that you know happened at Tordrillo, and I wonder. Tommy Mo. 
I wonder if Tommy was like part owner of that thing, right? I think he might be. He's a partner or something. Yeah. So one passenger was in a serious but stable condition. According to the statement, the chopper was an Airbus AS350B3 owned by Saloy Helicopters. The company did not immediately respond to a request for comment outside normal business hours. The group is believed to be hella skiing in the area. Tordrillo Mountain Lodge, which is located in Judd Lake, Alaska, said that some of its guides and guests were on the aircraft. Oh, wow. The news is devastating to our staff, the community in which we operate, and the families of the deceased. In 17 years of operations, this is the first time we've had to face an event of this measure, Tordrillo Mountain Lodge said in a statement. Damn. Yeah. It doesn't, I, I trying to find if they mentioned anyone else who was on there, but I am, I'm not seeing anything. I think Tommy Mo just posted something like recently. So, how did he? I'm oh, here we go. Okay. Um, Alaska Department of Public Safety said rescuers over the weekend recovered the bodies of Kellner and four others. Benjamin Larashai, a resident of the Czech Republic, heliskiing guides Greg Harms and Sean McManamy, and Zachary Russell, who is piloting the helicopter. A sixth person who has not been named as of late Sunday night local time was in serious but stable condition. Hmm. The rescue team found no other survivors. Damn. They say they still don't know what caused the helicopter to crash. The commercial aircraft rolled downhill 800 to 900 feet from an elevation of about 5,500 feet. It rolled? That's what it says here, yeah. Yeah, it's fucked up. First you crash, then you roll. (laughs) Yeah, right. Victim recovery was expedited as a snowstorm threatened to obscure the area that Chapman described as having rugged terrain. And weather conditions, but said a full recovery of the site, including wreckage, was a priority. Mm. Said exact weather conditions at the time were still unknown, and details from the flight recorder had not yet been recovered. Damn. The chopper had been chartered for a backcountry hella skiing trip by the Tradrillo Mountain Lodge, a representative for the lodge. Uh, Mary Ann Pruitt told the Washington Post, with packages starting at 15000 per person, the lodge builds itself as a multi-sport luxury facility in the remote Tordrillo mountain range. Wow. Yeah. <sighs> Isn't that messed up? Like, you bust your ass your whole life, you amass $17.5 billion, and you die in a heliskiing crash. Yeah, it's, you just never know, man. You just, uh, never know. just never know. Yeah, it sucks. But, you know, you just give condolences to the family and, ugh, you know? Yeah. All right, Hope let's move on to happen. some uh, happier, happier thoughts. Uh, yes. We, Colorado Resort is working to reduce skier numbers, further limiting unrestricted access. So they're talking about some place that my buddy is loving right now, A Basin, they announced last Friday they're planning to further reduce numbers of unrestricted passes sold next season as part of an ongoing effort to maintain their unique quote-unquote vibe. 
So um, they're saying they're going to continue to limit the number of lift tickets sold online, requiring that non-pass holders purchase tickets online and in advance throughout the season. Uh, there will be no lift tickets sold on site, and it is expected that tickets will sell out on a regular basis. I like it. Yeah, so this, they're trying to, they've spent several years trying to wrap, ramp up the popularity of the destination amid multiple construction projects and, you know, significant expansion. They're actually, the decision has been made to dial back the push. And they're saying they want to maintain like that comfortable number of skiers and the vibe that they have going there. They don't want to mess with their mojo, which I like. They say newcomers, which is Brian, to the Colorado right. scene have flocked. You flocked like the like the salmon of Capistrano <laughs> into the state's outdoor recreation space. They say once a spot for locals to find a weekend escape outside of their major resorts, A Basin became a spot where the lift was often packed and parking lots continued to fill to the brim. This is a big change. They're ready for the change, wrote Henworth. We know our skiers and riders want to preserve A Basin culture and vibe. We know they want to cherish and enjoy this stunning place. And there are many great resorts in the world, but there is no place quite like a basin, Arapahoe Basin for the layman. <laughs> so, so is this going to roll some of the main topic? I think this rolls right into the main topic. So, Brian, how do you feel about a basin? Because this is one of the places you went, right? How do I feel about a basin? <laughs> you see me making a little heart right now. Look at you. So I let's start Brian off talking heart, about a basin. Let's start talk about this trip. We'll start from the beginning. So this trip was kind of thrown together at the last minute. I've mentioned it in the past. My sister lives in Boulder. Dude, I'm going to totally take a cut of that, you know, the heart that you did. And it's like Brian Hart's um, Jack Reach Around. It? Jack Reach Around. That, that's what it's going to be. Perhaps, perhaps. Jack Reach Around 2K. I deserve it. You got to add a 2K to the end of it. It's like, oh yeah. That's... So here's the deal. So this kind of trip got thrown to bed. Yeah. Thrown together really quick. It was a last minute thing. I I somehow got permission, access granted to make the to go out and uh, to go visit my sister, who all of a sudden is into skiing now too, which is great. So it was kind of like a Mission Impossible. Speaking about if we're Tom Cruise in it, Tom, it was a bit of a Mission we're Impossible. Tom Cruise in it, it was like a Mission Impossible. Like this we're, tape will self destruct. Get on a goddamn plane and get out this, there. Yes, this ski trip will self-destruct in five seconds if you don't take <laughs> off now. If you don't say yes and, and book it. I made this happen. I, I think I booked it the week before the you know the flight and everything. And when I booked the flight, it really there was still plenty of seats left, nothing too crazy. Now I don't know if you know this, but on the East Coast, a lot of resorts started closing up because we had some crazy warm days, a lot of snow melted. And they had a shit ton of snow out west. And they had a lot of snow out West for sure. And it was spring break week and mm -hmm. people are getting vaccinated. So there was a lot of things in place that made. That was almost like, a perfect storm. It was, I could not believe how crazy crowded everything was. Just really? starting off, starting that off. Start to, finish, to, soup to nuts. start to finish soup to nuts. I went to the airport and I had no idea what to expect because I have not been to the airport in this the COVID era. I went there and it was just like it was 15 months ago, just with masks. Was it like the it first time you ever showed up? Like, where do I go? What is going on now? Dude, it was just packed. It was just <laughs> packed. Really? 
I could not believe it. So I went to the United Lounge, not to brag. Boom. To the lounge for a couple of hours. Man. I actually had to work. I was like working, like busting my ass till we like almost boarded the plane. So you got to do it. And I, the only reason I'm telling you that I was working and I was in the United Lounge was to tell you this. Is that I was just thinking to myself, like, what's the perfect drink to have if you're, you know, trying to build Prosecco, your immune system? Prosecco, Prosecco, I'm trying to build my immune system, but also kill any germs. So I came up with orange juice and vodka. I guess we call it screwdriver. Is that what they're calling that these days? Screwdriver in it. You're back in the 80s. Screwdriver. Screwdriver in it. Back Probably in the day. Cuba Libre. I'm, I'm in the friggin' Tom Cruise <laughs> Rum Maverick. Coke, whatever I'm you back in call my it. Maverick era. There you go. <laughs> cocktails and dreams, my man. You're, Cock- you just entered cocktail. I'm in cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth Shoe side boob. Classic yes. in that movie. I was at a place last week and there was a, they had the neon sign, cocktails and dreams. Beautiful. We're back in cocktail. Back in cocktail. I was living you while living here. That's what I was saying. <laughs> the ipso facto flipped the script on it. I was telling you. I will tell you, that was the best move I made on that flight out. Because I don't know if you know this or not, but when you fly now on United, you can't get booze on the plane. You also have to wear your mask everywhere in the entire world. And it's horrible. Yes. Well, that's that's a whole nother topic for another time. But yeah, you, they don't even serve you alcohol on the plane anymore. Dude, they serve only if you're in first class, you get the little wine bottle. They had no liquor. They had no beer. They had no nothing. Ghetto. That's a ghetto flight. And I was ready to purchase. I never purchased. Like, I'm like, you're like bastard. ready to go. I was ready to purchase another one of you're those. Like, you got your money. You ready for the lap dance? You got no lap dance. <laughs> got nothing. Do they offer got nothing. Dude, you could buy nothing on the plane. So I, what I did was I brought, and I didn't know this ahead of time, but I had my coffee cup full of orange juice and vodka that I brought on the plane. Awesome. And that was genius because I drank you that. that up in the, in the United the lounge. lounge. In the lounge. Nice. You brought it with me. Smart move. That was a friggin', that was a, professional travel like, move. Let right me there. order five of them right now. I got to pour this into the one gigantic cup and then get on the plane. Perfect. And another move I did. Now this is, I'm sure like the old, the old hats already know about this. You bring an empty bottle with you. I fill it with water because I needed to hydrate, go to high elevation. I live at 39 feet above sea level, Nice. but you bring an empty bottle. If I wanted to, I could have filled that whole water bottle full with orange juice and vodka, but I did not do that. I just had a small travel coffee cup and then you'd be somebody that was on a ski trip with us that <laughs> skied one run and just drank the entire time or left their passport on the plane perhaps exactly yeah. yes but yeah that's a killer move if you can get to the united center or united app or united <laughs> united center jesus what are we in chicago United Center. You isn't that a booze? basketball arena that's where the, the bulls play <laughs> And the Blackhawks. So you got to get your booze before you get on the plane. This is this is a new thing now, apparently. I like that. I, like I don't that. know. Whatever. Do you do plane, a straw under your mask or you just take the mask I just, off? And- I just put my little mask up and just <laughs> drink it out of my little coffee cup. Now, dude, every single seat on this plane was full. Was every it? Every single one. They're not taking out the middle row. All that shit's out the window. Yeah, United Bulls. Actually, American was the last one to do it, and they just announced that they're going to stop doing it like in the next few weeks. United's like, uh, hi, we uh, need to make some goddamn money these days, so uh, <laughs> we're going to uh, just book this as much as possible. Everybody keep your mask on and shut the fuck up. Yeah, everybody wants to go skiing, so shop, and we're going to fly to Denver. Uh, talk to you in a bit. You know what? That's what you want on a plane. Everybody shut the hell up. My whole thing with getting on a flight is I get on a flight 
and I just get comfortable and I start sleeping and then you start waking up. We got pretzels. We got peanuts. You want to drink? No, you, I want you to leave me alone. You I'm can't sleeping. have peanuts on a plane. And I had like 10 drinks in the, in the <laughs> airport before I left. Why am I getting another drink now? Come yeah. on. But they're, yeah, they're, they're killing that. There's no drinks on the plane. Just fast forwarding. Now we're, we're, we're cruising. We're at the, Flying out, I flew in one of those 737 Maxes, which didn't nice. blow up, which was awesome. Dude, the, the planes are newer, they're nicer, they're you like faster. doing an extra, you know, little rosary while you're going on there. Dude, the, the planes are newer, nicer, and faster. Like, get over it, they're great. Just you go. know, it's funny. I fall asleep on the plane, and just before takeoff, as we're going on, I do the little sign of the cross, and people look at me sometimes. I'm like, anything I can get before we get up in this air. Like, <laughs> And they're all like, then they get worried and I go back to sleep. You sacrifice a little chicken. <laughs> Why do you do that? So it flew out. Everything was super chill. It was great. My sister nice. picked me up. We drove out to lovely Breckenridge where we were staying. Awesome. So what we did was, again, it was, it was one of those trips. I've been tired and stressed out. <laughs> I slept a lot on this trip. I will tell you. Did you got it. Yes. So we got this Airbnb, which was awesome. It was a condo. It was above a bank in Breckenridge. The place was huge. It was nice. On the way in, I was starving because, again, they're not serving food. They're not serving drinks. Maybe yeah. get pretzels, whatever. We stopped in Frisco. So if you don't know the I-70 corridor, I-70 is the highway that goes from Denver all the way out to, it goes out to Utah and Not whatever. San Francisco. This is Frisco. This is just Frisco. There's no Not sand. Not Frisco. This is just Frisco. There's no sand. There's no Fran. It's just a Frisco. <laughs> so Frisco is the town that's right off of 70 that you get off before you head all the way out of Breckenridge. And Frisco's got its own cool little vibe. Bunch of you know, restaurants, shops, ski shops, obviously. Breweries, restaurants. We tried going to the high side brewing but we got there at 8 57 and they stopped serving food at nine so they would not sit us and they would not give us barbecue no big deal uh, what do we do we went down the street to whatever the hell was open and what was open that day it was the good old i'm trying to find my show notes here do they smoke the any meat you bring in like reds no they don't smoke any meat but they are one of those places they're like <laughs> It's called Silver Heels Bar and Grill. Nice. But it's like a Southwest menu, but they also had a sushi restaurant connected to it. What? So like we got sushi. We also got like steaks, burgers. Are they open like 24 hours? <laughs> uh, they closed at 930 and thank God they were open till then because I need some wow. food. And they had bison on the menu. So what, of course, nice. do I go for? If I see sushi bison, and bison, that's like the, the double threat right there. Land and sea. Land, sea, air. Whatever you need. Oh, we, yeah. got, we got you covered. So they have sushi bison. That'd be perfect. If I see bison or elk on the menu, that's what I'm going for. And that's what I went for. And I had bison. It was delicious. <laughs> had a beer there, too. Now, this beer, this is one thing I got to tell you. Vermont beers are better than Colorado beers. Hands down. Boom. Easily, it's not even a competition. I mean, I'm sure challenge the gauntlet is thrown. I'm sure there are some epic Colorado beers. I've had, I've had a bunch. They were, they were all good. They're all good, but Vermont beers were just better. Yeah, I gotta say, I'm with you on that. They just were. I did have a beer called Escape to Colorado, which is an awesome name for a beer, and which is what I was doing. So I liked (laughs) it, 
But again, you go on untapped. It's like a three seven. It's an eighty four on Beer Advocate. You know, solid. Yeah. But is it epic? Holy no. Brothers prospect? Is it no. world class? Ninety seven percent? No. You ain't getting into this. No, that's what I'm saying. That's that's one thing. That's uh, you know, I've said it. This you get silver bullet at best. Keep doing all right. Did you get the bullet train that cooled everybody down, like in the commercial? It, it did not come through. <laughs> it did not come through. So, like I said, we end up staying in Breckenridge, and Breckenridge is just a—it's a cool little town, and I'll get into that in a little bit. But that night, we just pretty much got there, crashed, and the next morning we were going to, as you mentioned, good old Arapaho Basin, a basin to the layperson. Nice. And that was about a half an hour drive. So we actually had driven past a basin to get to Breckenridge. We had to drive back to go there. Okay. And I have to give a huge shout out to our buddy, David, who is our friend on Instagram. And now he's our friend in real life. David, him, you made the connection with him and his wife. He's been a fan, a friend for a, a while now. And it was yes. cool getting to meet him in person. So, you know, give him a follow on Instagram. Him and his wife do some pretty cool stuff together. Uh, it is David underscore Bennett 91. Give him a follow. He was our guide at a base and that's his that's spot. Awesome. Dude. He took us all around skiing with my sister who's only been skiing like three or four times, but she's pretty, she was pretty decent. So we took, you know, went around with her for a little bit and then she kind of went on her own. And me and David went out ripping out in some of the other, uh, you went back to the Montezuma bowl, went the to, French fry the whole way down. All, all pizza, bro. Of course, I can't. Right. East coast going West. I will tell you going out there and you know, you're, you're going out and you know, you're going to ski with someone who lives out there. I was actually a little nervous. I'm like, Oh, like we have this podcast. We're supposed to know how to ski. I'm just I like know, you're shitting yourself a little bit. Right. And then you start going, you're like, oh, I'm okay. just a little bit of pee. It's a little bit yeah, of pee. A little pee. I bought the, the black crows with me, which I haven't skied on in like three years. Okay. I just bought new skis. Really? My little <laughs> submarines on your feet. <laughs> But we had a, an awesome day. It was a little overcast. And it's funny. He's like, oh, man, it's so crowded here. And it, like I waited, I think we waited total like four minutes on lift lines the whole day. Like it was. Wow. Nothing. Yeah, that's awesome. The mountain. Now, if I had to describe the mountain and I'm sure people are going to trash me for this and think I'm a moron. Fine. I am. Whatever. Hey, you have Words, your bro. own opinion. That's how it works. Start your own podcast and Voice your own goddamn opinion if you don't like mine. There's no judge of it. So one thing I will say, I only got to ski like half, probably half or three quarters of the mountain because we had one day and you know you're you're just getting in, elevations killing you, whatever. If I had to compare it to anything that I've skied before, it reminded me of if you took Alta and Snowbird, you put them together and took like a quarter of that because hmm. it's maybe a third. Because it's definitely smaller than those two, but it was a lot of the same kind of vibe. I mean, you're there to ski. They don't have the hotels. They don't have all the crap, the village, the nonsense. It was awesome mountain, gnarly terrain, people there to ski. That was very cool. That was the focus. I mean, I loved it. I love the terrain. I love that the location was a pain in the ass. Uh, we got there a little bit late just because, you know, time changes and traveling. You're you're never right the first morning you're there. So we got there a little bit late. We get to until 930. So we had to park in the other parking lot. And like that story talked about, they're trying to limit the number of people that are there. 
Mm. And last year when they were still in the Epic Pass, that was a big thing because they only have like maybe three three parking lots that are pretty small because they're they're on this little windy road. Um, I forget the name of the road, but it goes into the Loveland Pass. So you're crossing the Continental Divide coming off of 70 from Denver to get there. We came in the back way from Breckenridge, so we didn't have to go across the pass. But it's a it's this tiny little windy road and there's only so much parking. And it's funny, like after skiing for the day, we had to walk back and you, there's like a tunnel under the road. You got to go up a bunch of steps and the elevation, all the skiing, like those, those steps were <laughs> brutal, man. That was that not easy. 35 feet it. of uh, elevation, like living Going at that caught 11, up to you, huh? Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Really felt it. But yeah, we had a, again, we got to ski like the, uh, the Montezuma bowl, which it was, it reminded me again, like of remember mineral basin at snowbird. Like yeah. when you go through that tunnel and you go in the back, it I reminded me tunnel. It's like it a little rem- museum. Yeah. You go th- like all the skiing back there reminded me a lot of what that Montezuma bowl was like. Nice. And it was cool because, uh, David, again, he was, had so much information. He's a great skier and we're taking the lift up and he was saying, he's like, Oh, look at over there. Those are the, um, I think it's called like the summit County, uh, like kids, you know, youth, probably like, you know, 14 to 17 year old ski training. And these kids were on these like, you know, double Bomb black it, right? bowls. They were launching off features. They were <laughs> flying. Awesome. Oh, it was so cool watching them. They were great. And that's what, yeah, that's the kind of skiers you develop out there because the terrain is it's steep. It's fast. It's awesome. And you're only going to make great skiers putting that's them in awesome. that, those conditions. It was a cool spot. So we, you know, we skied a bunch of runs. He gave me like a, a great tour and lay the land. And so we, we did that and then went back and met up with my sister and we grabbed some lunch at the sixth alley bar and grill, which again, they don't have a ton there, but this was like the main, in the main lodge, they had this great bar, this great restaurant, reasonably priced food, had a killer burger. Good opera. Well, it was kind of like a late lunch kind of opera. Right. I, we tried skiing after that. So I had a nice big beer and my sister, for some <laughs> weird reason, ordered a whiskey sour. Why not? And it's one of those places that the bartenders have a heavy pour. It's the opposite of a Utah pour where it's like they had the little cup and they're like measuring everything out. It's a very good pour, healthy Dude, pour. This was like a pint of whiskey sour with, it was almost like a, a pint what? of whiskey with a splash of sour. <laughs> well, then the, again, your sister weighs like two problem, pounds, right? My sister weighs a hundred pounds <laughs> and had to drive me down this windy ass road, you know, back home, back to, to Breckenridge. So she's like, I can't even drink this. Like, this is all whiskey. So I tried drinking it. We did like one more run and I'm like, we got to get out of here. Like I'm tired. Like this, this drink was, I had the beer and then now this, I'm like, forget it. We got to, we got to get out of here. So we stopped at a great uh, coffee shop. So what's cool is wise choice. Wise choice. So you got a base in there. And if you're heading back on the Loveland Pass, back to 70 towards Denver, you have Loveland Ski Resort, which is right there off the highway. The direction we were going, back to Breckenridge, you go right through Keystone, which is another ski resort. It's right mm. there. They got yeah. all kinds of stuff. Except at a great coffee shop slash brewery. Got a coffee there nice. to kind of stay alive for the drive home, which is always a so good thing. Keystone, isn't Keystone one of those places that supposedly has a lot of breweries around? Dude, everywhere around there. There was breweries everywhere. Boulder, really? especially. But yeah, like those areas too. Like there was 
was recommended to stop at the Dylan Dam Brewery, which unfortunately we didn't get to. Hmm. Um, they were all over the place. But Keystone is, you know, we didn't ski there, but it seemed fun, cool. I think it's one of the, the first ones that opens on the Epic Pass for the season. They tend to like open that one up first and keep Breckenridge open later in the season. So hmm. they have kind yeah. of their whole system out there to to keep certain mountains open at certain times. That's cool. Because they have to deal with the the National Forest Service too and and you know, Vale's dictator rules about when things can open and close. But yeah, we drove through there. That was cool. Um scenic drive back to Breckenridge. What was awesome uh, and part of the reason why I chose that Airbnb is it had a private hot tub on the deck. That's pretty nice. I will tell you, going back after skiing for the day, I was in that hot tub for like an hour. And now I don't know if I've actually ever said this. I think I've said it on the podcast before. One of my favorite smells on a cold night is a Chinese food restaurant. If you have like Chinese food huh. in the cold air, there's something about it that's awesome. We were next, we were not next to a Chinese restaurant. We we're next to a Japanese restaurant, which was close enough. Oh, awesome. So right next door, sitting in the hot tub, smelling the Japanese the Chinese, food. Japanese food, like the hibachi they're cooking over there. That's pretty awesome. And you hear the music playing, so you're chilling out there. Dude, but at that first day, like, I was so... I was concerned about altitude sickness, which I've only gotten the first time I went into altitude. But I was chugging water. I didn't even want anything, like, any booze. I just... Oh, it's good, because you're you're skiing at what? Like, average, what? 11, 12? No, like 11, 12. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. I must have had, like, two, two seltzers and three or four glasses of water and liquid IV. Like I was just chugging water. Damn. So then we uh, finally got our, our stuff together. My sister and I, again, we had that late big lunch. So we didn't, <laughs> we didn't go out to dinner, but my sister luckily brought a bunch of food with us. So we made some pizzas in the oven. Nice. Unfortunately, we set the frigging fire alarm off. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of those places they had like 15 foot ceilings. So it's not like you could even get to the smoke alarm. The smoke you need alarm like a ladder like, to get up there. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was uh so this condo had an A and a B, and we were in the A and the B was next door. Their smoke like it was one of those the whole place was wired together. Uh, so all the alarms are going off. We're opening all the doors and windows, just trying nice. to get this goddamn smoke alarm. Hey neighbors, how you doing? And we didn't even burn anything. Like it was just making pizza in the oven for some reason. It set the Everybody's whole running over. Off. Where's the weed? And like, ah, you know, making a pizza. Damn it. Yeah. It was, it was, it was hilarious and annoying. Like all, and I was in the shower. I was showering. I'm trying to shower off and I hear the smoke alarms going off. I'm like, ah, uh, oh, like, what did you do? Uh, let me ask vacation shower with a beer or without a beer. Dude, it wasn't even a beer. Damn it. Cocktail. It even nothing dude i'm telling you all i wanted to do was get hydrated all i wanted to do was get hydrated and then then we started then we went out we had our snack we wanted to just walk around breckenridge check it out you know it was a nice night it was cold but not snowing or nothing crazy it's just it's just weird now like you go out and breckenridge it has a, a main street at downtown and it reminded me kind of of park city Huh. Yeah, Park City has that kind of downtown. Yeah. But imagine it like twice as long. It was like a bigger Park City downtown. Okay. And yeah, you got your t-shirt shops, your restaurants, your bars, your hotels, like all, all the same kind of stuff. But it's just 
it's weird now because you don't know if you can go inside to any places, if there's capacity, like it's just, it's just a little bit weird. Yeah. Restrictions and you don't a know what to do. Nutty. So we ended up just kind of walking all the way up and then walking all the way back down, kind of looking at stuff, checking it out. Everything's already closed. because It's seven o'clock. I mean, the bars are and restaurants are open, obviously, but um, right. we tried going to the Breckenridge distillery because I've had the Breckenridge bourbon. It's so good. They have like a cask one. They have like some other new one now that Again? of course, no, it was closed at seven. We're there at like seven 30. Damn. Yeah, everything is everything just, you know, it's ski town. Everything closes early. So everyone go to bed and they can get up early and get first chair. That kind of thing. Yeah. We did go to a a gelato place though. My sister wanted hot chocolate. I got gelato. It works. It was, called, it was called like ice cream or something like I and then scream. Right. Gelato shop on the bottom, axe throwing place on top. Uh axe throwing places are the the bomb right now. That's a nice combo, I will tell you. <sighs> yeah, you know, it's 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 funny how things all things come new again, right? Seriously. But yeah, they had the axe throwing thing there. That was cool. And that was like, we really didn't go out in Breckenridge. Like, again, it just seems like, you know, it's nice, but overpriced ski town kind of thing. And there was a couple of places I would like to go into. But again, it's, there's these restrictions. Yeah. You know, I mean, people can go in. Right now. Yeah. And it's funny, just we were looking at some of the menus of some of the places there. And there's like this Swiss place. You know, you think, oh, Swiss place, raclette, fondue, whatever. Yeah, they had sushi on the menu. It was like, and I get what you got to do. You know, in a ski town, you gotta you gotta mold and bob and weave and whatever your customers want. You got to make sure you have so you stay open. But it just seemed sushi. kind of funny that a Swiss place was going to serve sushi. Well, that's, that's a stretch. Oh, well, that's a stretch. That's a yeah. stretch. I don't remember any sushi places in Zermatt. I mean, if you get something like Scandinavian, they they have the like they have a lot of like cured fishes and things like that. That ain't sushi. Not sushi. It's a Not little sushi. different. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. So we kind of a chill night. Ended up just going back home, going to bed. Oh. I think I slept like I, I slept so much on this trip. It was so nice because again, you, you know, from you kids for a couple well, days. Right? I slept so well. It was so nice. Damn. So the next day we skied Breckenridge. And it's funny because David's like, dude, enjoy Breckenridge. And like sarcastically, because, you know, it's a very different vibe than what you're getting at A-Basin. It's, you know, it's a Vail resort. It's the Vail experience. And very you know, tightened up a little bit. Well, you know, you get, we, we uh, parked down by the, the big gondola in town and took that up. Okay. And it was, there was a big line. And like I said, dude, it was spring break. People are getting vaccinated. People are getting sick of lockdowns. There was a lot of people there. A oh, lot, wow. a lot, a lot of people. But, you know, it is what it is. So we ended up just, you know, grab, going up the lift. So got there when we got there, got our lift ticket, ended up going, you know, staying in that area. So Breckenridge has a bunch of peaks. So I think there's like nine peaks to it or something. It's a big, wide, tall, huge mountain. Okay. And you kind of go to the different, it's, it's a lot to get to the whole thing. Like you just, you can't do it in a day. So we ended up staying in kind of like the peak six through eight section. And what's cool is where we were. We, uh, yeah, 
that group chat that we had, our buddy Nick is like, you got to go do some laps on Wanderlust. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll go over there. <laughs> so I go there. Yeah, I saw my- that chat and it was good that it was a little bit interactive because like you were like, I'm here. I'm people like go here, go there. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. And I went there on the first run. I probably should have had a nice little warm up run on a blue, but the lift lines were so long. I'm like, screw this. I'm going right to there. Good and man. dude, it was just, it was a fu- oh, such a fun trail. But it's one of those ones where you're kind of in the trees, but there's everything is like big bumps and like choose your own adventure. Do you remember when we did Telluride? There was one run that we did where we just kind of like jumped into these trees and no idea what to expect. And it was like those, again, like those big bumps and you kind of go wherever you want to go. Yeah. It was like one of those trails. And, but Jump it was in and go. long and it was fun. Like it it's was really awesome. fun. Now I wish I had, again, had a warm up run, get things kind of moving, blood flowing, but you know, is what it is. You jump in, you do it. Um, so we ended up just kind of cruising around there. I did that one. Um, I wanted to get to the horseshoe. They had a T-bar and, you know, into this, the horseshoe bowl, they called it. So I had to get over there next. That was my plan. I went over there. Very cool. And again, it was one of those things. The guy in front of me, he's like, are you vaccinated? Older guy. What? It's asking you if you're vaccinated on the because, like, like if I want... He was that kind of like, do you want to come on the T bar with me? But I'm only going to let you on the T bar if you're vaccinated. I'm like, number yeah, one, no. Number two, why would I want to share a T bar with some stranger? Like, you, this oh, was on the T bar. Was it that T-bar. packed? Was it that crowded? It was pretty crowded. And yeah, I'm still not cozying up on a T bar. I will tell you, it was fun because we saw so many people like, and it was always snowboarders who would crash on the T-bar uh, and yeah. everyone was like laughing and like cheering them on. If they stayed, like, they picked themselves back up and got back on there. Oh, but there was, there was at least four people who were crashing on Jeez, the, really? on the snowboards on that T-bar. Huh. But that was, that was a fun run too, man. You go up there and you kind of cruise along the, the ridge and you kind of drop in wherever you want to drop in. And it's uh, just so That's much fun cool. so we did that i did that um met up with you know some of our uh my sister-in-law actually julie was out there with her boyfriend so I ski with them for a bit and uh her boyfriend's a snowboarder so him and i we went back up to wanderlust and we did the the horseshoe bowl again nice and then by then we were pretty much just wiped out because we did a lot of that that peak six through eight area a uh, bunch of times and they were staying there for a few more days. My sister and I, we, uh, we head out of town and we ended up going to the place that we wanted to go the night before that brewery, the high side brewing and barbecue. Nice. And barbecue. It. It's a barbecue and brewery spot, which was Damn, really nice. That was in, in Frisco, right? Kind of when you get off the highway there, you can't get more craft than that. Cause that's Dude. a lot of craft. And we got there like at the perfect time. It was like three fifty. So like right before the big rush for Apre came, like we got there, we got a seat at the at the bar. We had some great barbecue. They had their collard greens were very vinegary, which was surprising. Wow. Like the, the, each of the collard greens were there and you're like, eh, whatever. But they like wanted to let you know that they were there. <laughs> that's that to me. Great like brisket. Slap you in the face. Like I'm here. Pretty much. But great brisket. Great pulled pork. Their beers were funky too. Now, again, I'm, we're used to like, you know, seven different kinds of IPAs. They had stuff all over the board. I had a, um, 
was it it was some kind of stout and it had like a fun ski name like snow something so i had to get it mm-hmm. instead of an ipa which i sampled it was okay uh but they also had a beer called frisco chili beer mm-hmm. and it was a blonde ale but it actually tasted like chilies like peppers wow. it was hot crazy a little bit hot but it, it tasted like peppers it was burning a little it was just, it was cool. Like it was really like an interesting taste. Tastes like burning. <laughs> Tastes like burning. Yeah. And I'm looking at the website now trying to find the name of that beer that I had. I don't see it on here. I have a picture of the beer. But I don't have the name. It was something like snow stoke or they have a winter stoke. That was a red ale. But that's the one cool thing is it wasn't all just IPAs, which again, I love my IPAs, but they got Schwartz beers. They got Gosas, they got red ales, they got you know Damn. Russian stouts. They kind of a little more all over the place than you know some huh. of the places maybe near us, which tend to focus more on the IPAs. Not that there's anything wrong with that because they're delicious. They're all delicious. So after this, you know, we uh, we ate our barbecue, we had our beer, and we just head back to Boulder, back to her crib, which was nice. And you know, got to drive through Boulder. Unfortunately, we drive past that King Super. That's kind of our, where she lives, um, where that horrible tragedy happened last week. And yeah, it's uh, near where she lives, right? Yeah, it's, it's not too close, but it's we had to go past it. And the place we rented our touring gear for the next day was in the same shopping center. Wow, interesting. Um, so like, hey, it's pretty empty here. I'm just gonna yeah. walk in and get my stuff. Yeah. No, it was it was it was packed back in the other other part oh, of town. Yeah. Yeah. So again, we uh we just like we did like just a chill night in Boulder. We did nothing. Went to the cannabis shop, obviously, and I got some amazing sleeping pills. So they were sleeping pills. They were cannabis specific sleeping pills, which I did actually, I will tell you, I left them in Colorado because I was all nervous. So what was the formula on those? It was a little bit of THC, but more CBD, right? That one was more THC. That oh, was, I think okay. it was a five and five, five milligrams of each. Nice. Um, the other thing that I have that I, that I may allegedly have brought in home with me, that thing was 15 milligrams of CBD and only 0.5 of THC. That one's All super right. mellow. That one's called... In the morning, it's like pop. I took one before the podcast. I feel like chill. Yeah, it's a... Uh, yeah. superior uptake microdose and that was for relief class for something for pain relief for you know knees and muscles and joints and that's what he gave me and uh they were nice, nice. and they offered a happy hour discount this place which was nice that. and they had that. us like had gentlemen us, like gentlemen so <laughs> we, we, we really didn't do anything in boulder we just went back to my sister's place chilled out and i went to bed early because i took my weed sleeping pills so the next day we went to Eldora to do some ski touring. We went to this place again by that King Super, unfortunately, same shopping center. They had our, uh, my sister reserved some touring skis for us. So I went there and got sized up. Drove out to Eldora, said, we'd like to buy an uphill ticket, please. They're like, we don't offer uphill tickets on the weekend. This was a Saturday, which is a weekend. Wow. We're like, oh no. Because we just rented this gear, wanted to go. Yeah, and what do you was, do? They have a whole Nordic center there. Okay. So Eldora is, it's funny, when you look at the map, Eldora is almost next to Winter Park. But Eldora, you get to through the Boulder Canyon. So from Boulder, it's less than 45 minutes. It's really close. Okay. But 
you can't get to Winter Park unless you go down and back out 70, same way you'd go to Breckenridge, A Basin, and then go north. It's crazy. It's just the way the, the mountains are set up and where they can actually have roads. Um, but if you were at Eldora, you could do a hike to Winter Park. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you, the, I think my sister said she's hiked it in the summertime, but we uh, we drove to Eldora. And like I said, they have, an, they have a whole Nordic center there. So they have the regular mountain. They have a Nordic center so you can do cross-country skiing. Went there. They're like, no uphill travel on the weekends, but we do have a free pass for this. So like the Jenny, the Jenny Trail. We're like, perfect. Jenny Trail. Let's do it. So it was free. Sounds good to me. But yeah. they, actually, they actually have RFID tags to get into the Nordic trails. Wow. So the same kind of scan in, scan out that you have. All right. Now, I will tell you, this was my first time using touring gear. Thank God my sister actually asked the guy at the, the mountaineering shop that we rented our stuff from how to use it because we would have had no goddamn idea how to get in and out of touring bindings. Dude, that's awesome. They are different than regular <laughs> Alpine bindings where you just kind of stick your toe in and snap down. You're good to go. They have little pins in the front. Luckily my boots, I have the the hybrid boots. So they're, they have yeah, the, the touring for pins. Yeah. So you, you kind of got to put your toe in forward up front and then the pins lock in to your boot. And the first thing that's confusing to me, and my sister, thank God, has tons of time on her hands. So she did all this YouTube research. She's like, oh, what they say is with touring skis, you don't want to take your skis off the ground. Keep them always down. Yeah. Okay, cool. Did you have skins on or? Oh, yeah, we had skins too. The thing is, when you're using, like as someone who's used to alpine bindings, you're just not used to your foot being able to go all the way up. Oh, so yeah. at first you're kind of like just like like lifting your skis up when you're doing that's you know when you're kind of hoofing across the traverse that's what you're going to do yeah but now when you have your skins on there and you have that just your toes locked in you can just go which is it, it takes a little bit getting used to which was cool and what's cool is the back of these particular bindings these were a uh, dina fit and they have two different settings they have the regular tour mode so you have it you have it there and there's two kind of modes you can flip to. So if you're going uphill, there's a, you kind of flip the piece beneath your foot so that your, your heel doesn't go down all the way. So you don't hyperextend your, your Achilles. Right. And then there's a second one that's even taller. So if you're going really steep uphill, it's, you know, kind of like a higher, um, a higher step right there for you. So it's kind of cool. You're kind of flipping around with them, like where depending on the terrain that you're on. And then once you get to a, a, a big downhill, these particular bindings, you turn it 90 degrees, and then it has the two pins that locks into the back of your boot. Nice. But unfortunately, my mine was getting all wonky. So it took us, like I had to clear snow out, and it was just kind of a pain in the butt. But it was just, it was so cool because we finally got to use them and to look, watch someone do it is one thing to see it on YouTube is another thing to actually go and have to mess around and do it yourself. Like that's where you really kind of, that's you know, fun where you learn. And it was, it was really fun. We toured for like almost two and a half hours. We did about 3.4 miles. We had our skins on, we cruised around, then we just popped everything off and then just, <laughs> I think it sound like it was a quick thing, but taking the, the skins off and adjusting the bindings and getting locked in took a little bit of time. And then we just cruised down this one trail 
and uh, got awesome. to the bottom and it was super fun. Like it was just, it was just a fun experience. And again, you know, we've talked about in the past, like, why don't you take the avalanche chlorus? Why don't you take this? Why don't you go snowmobiling? Why don't you do cross country skiing? It's like, well, <laughs> if I had more days on the snow, I would do this. And this was like a perfect kind of way to break up just regular Alpine days is to do a day of just cruising around and, you know, going through the woods and, and checking out the, uh, the mountain, a different mountain. Dude, that's awesome. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. And after that, we stopped at our, my sister's favorite taco place in Boulder, Tiaco, which I was at last time we went there, which is funny. Cause yes. we, sounds we, familiar. I was going to say we flew in and that was the first place we stopped at last time we went. And this time it was the last place we stopped at before leaving. Yeah. Tiaco. Tiaco. Great spot. Great tacos. And then it was back home to good old New Jersey on the same plane that was completely packed, just like it was when I flew uh, Was it packed back too? Completely packed. Airport, like, I, I don't know. You're not getting the cream of the crop working at midnight on a Saturday night in Newark. It's almost like the opposite of like a strip club. That's when they have like your best girls are there at like midnight on a Saturday. <laughs> Baggage handlers at the airport, that is not the elite crew at midnight on a Saturday. And so you got the skank shift. Got the skank shift. There was like a <laughs> it took like over an hour to get our bags. Like it just sucked. And you're like miserable and pissed. <sighs> you just want to get home. Damn. I guess bet like three in the morning because of like driving home and unpacking. I think a gas too. Like, you know, the people you see at the gas stations at two, two o'clock in the morning on Saturday night too. Yeah. Interesting crew, but all in all a fantastic trip, dude. And I said this again on the, at East coast ski chat. I was like, we are all wasting our time skiing on the East coast, like short seasons, mediocre small terrain. runs, like the whole thing. Yeah, if you really, really, really want to be a skier, like, like, why are you not in Colorado or Utah or California or Idaho? You know, you just, you just like, why? Somewhere else, right? Taos, like New Mexico, like, you just, like, why? I have the model of just living where you want. Yeah. No, it's, that's, you know, you, you got to be where you want to be. It's destroyed it all. Yes, but it, it was a uh, an awesome trip and it was eye-opening. In a lot of ways, just, you know, again, driving past that King Super kind of messed me up a bit. Like that was a little bit creepy and off-putting. And my sister was like, oh yeah, John Bonet Ramsey's house is like right there too. And it's like, oh wow. You know, like it's, it's just a, like horrible, horrible tragedies and right next to some of the most beautiful, wonderful natural locations you can be in. It's, it's, it's weird how Colorado has all these mass shootings and like horrible, like murders. Well, their somehow, population has boomed in the last few years. Their population has boomed. Yeah. So it's, it's changed a lot of the landscape of what was there before, you know, it has, there's a lot of mental health issues there too. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Well, I'll tell you, COVID has added a lot to the pile because, Oh yeah. It's not been good for people that can't cope and it's just stressed the shit out of a lot of people. So. Yeah, you hear a lot about, you know, kids. And like, yeah, like domestic violence is up. Like, there's a lot of shit going on. A lot of shit, but... It well, is I'm glad it, you had a good trip, man. It, got thanks, to see your yeah, thank you. Got to hang out. Got the family yeah. bond. Got to... It's her got birthday, to, too, so it was nice to see her. Especially with oh, everything. Nice. You know, her dad last year, and it was good to be around her and to hang out and kind of see her world. And I do, uh, you know, again, she's you always... to hang out with Bennett, and then she's going to hang out with yeah. Bennett. 
like her, that's their buddies cool. now too. Yeah, so it was very cool, to, cool to connect them, and yeah, you know, we'll see where things go. But it was it, it was beautiful being out there, and you know, I uh, I hope I can get over my cowardice and and actually really do stick to my guns and and get us out into to ski country in the next year or two, because you do know, what you got to do, man. Do what you got to do. Life is short, though. You never know when you're. you're everybody does what they want to do in it in the long run in the end everybody does what they want to do they could bitch about like i hate this i hate that whatever bottom line is you live your life how you want to live it right yeah sometimes some of us love our captors that's exactly you know we don't want about 80 percent of the people that i knew back in new york new jersey connecticut they would just bitch about hate the cold whatever and there they are they stay there and i'm like but you don't like skiing? Like, why are you here? Like, yeah. get out in the cold, man. Just enjoy it. Yes, I agree, hundred percent. You know, life is short. You know, every day, yeah, you're uh, you're one day closer to death. One another another couple ticks of the uh, the old sand dropping out of the hourglass. So, yeah. do or don't. That's your option. So I'm glad you had a good trip, man. Sounds thank you. I gotta go. I gotta go ski out there now. It was quick. You know, it was really like, go, go, go. A lot of sleeping, a lot of skiing, a lot of sleeping. That was... Well, really as long as you slept good, that's good. Yeah, dude, I needed it. I, f- I felt recharged coming back home. Even though I slept nice. like four hours the day I got back, I still felt great because I got skiing in me. I got cold, fresh, high altitude air into my system. Yeah, that's nice. It was awesome. Very and, the, nice. and the weed didn't hurt. <laughs> Actually, I'm getting to the point in my life where I like the weed better than the booze. I do too. You know, like there's not that hangover. Like you just feel nice. You feel fun. You don't feel too stupid. You feel chill. That's that's just it. You feel relaxed chill. and whatever and happy. It's it's a, a lot better. I'd rather be like chill, mellow guy than like drunken asshole guy. Yes. Any day. Any day. Looking people, from the inside or from the outside, I would rather be that guy any day. We've all been drunk an asshole guy. And we look yeah. back and we're like, I don't like God that guy. Damn, I remember I remember I did that. Damn, that's bad. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I did what to your foot? Mm. You know, like <laughs> you don't even know sometimes. So Damn, you're gonna get pregnant from the foot, are you? <laughs> <You're gonna find laughs> out. But again, awesome trip. Can't wait to go back. And very cool, man. I'll put a couple links in the show notes if you want to check it out. And where can you find that? Skibumpodcast.com. Also, again, David, a huge thank you to you for uh, showing us around A Basin. And it's always cool like that this podcast reaches people in weird ways and weird places. So it's nice bringing us together and uh, to have some friends out there where you can kind of reach out to. And yeah. So a huge shout out to that. And that's awesome. My sister for, uh, for putting up with me and driving me around, which is awesome. And yeah, thanks, most. Thanks. <laughs> And thank you all for listening. We really do appreciate it. Check us out, skibumpodcast.com. We're on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at skibumpodcast. Go to the shop, skibumpodcast.com slash shop if you want some swag. Swag. Your favorite podcasting apps and search for us. Subscribe. It'll really help us. Thank you to our sponsors, Terracia, Terracia.com. Use the code Terracia Bump, 15% off. Also, Valon, V A L L O N S T O R E. Go to their site and use the code Ski Bump 15 for 15% off. Thank you again so much for listening. We do appreciate it. 
and we'll talk to you guys next week. Stay high, stay flu. See ya.